Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Football Association are a bunch of cowards. Now, let's be honest, this year's World Cup is a travesty. It's a farce. Have you ever seen such little enthusiasm for a World Cup? Certainly not in my lifetime. Now, the fact that Qatar, not a great footballing nation, if we're going to be honest with you, was chosen to host the World Cup in the first place when it's winter, for a start, for major footballing nations, was itself mired in allegations of corruption. I mean... Let's just have a little think about Qatar. It's a tin pot dictatorship. It relies on an army of super exploited migrant workers. In fact, 94% of the country's workforce are migrants. Not a joke, not an exaggeration, 94%. And non-Qatari residents overall make up over 88% of the population. Now, as media outlets like CNN have correctly reported, migrant workers in Qatar suffer huge exploitation. Unpaid labour, forced labour having to work in ridiculously hot weather for long hours and being unable to leave their jobs because of the country's sponsorship system. Now, homosexuality is banned in Qatar, one of 69 countries on earth to do so. So in order to justify taking part in this farcical tournament, we were told that the England team would take a stand on issues such as human rights. Now, the most basic, tokenistic, limited way of doing that was to wear a one-love armband not, not the LGBTQ flag, for those who are under that illusion. It's just a heart with different colours to represent inclusivity. Honestly, the most milk toast thing imaginable. Now, what's happened? So FIFA have banned players from wearing it and threatened sporting sanctions if national teams fail to do so, um, including threats of yellow cards if they play if they play football wearing any of those armbands now let's be clear fifa is a farcical organization just a general disgrace and um, as the recent rambling nonsense by the president Gianni infantino i've not said his name correctly do apologize to him for that but as that underlined uh, he compared growing up with ginger hair in switzerland to being gay in qatar today i feel uh, gay Total weirdo. But for the FA to crumble to FIFA, I'm not having a go at the England team here, actually. I think it's important to say that. The book doesn't stop with them. I don't believe in holding football players to a higher standard than those with authority, like politicians, for example, or indeed like, like the FA or indeed FIFA. But as history teaches us throughout, you know, the history of protest... It's about risk and sacrifice. Uh, you know, you don't offer up the most mild, watered-down form of solidarity with oppressed people and then crumble at the smallest obstacle. Namely, in this case, the threat of a yellow card. Now, if several national teams have stuck to their guns and said, uh, you can take a jump, guys, we're going to be wearing this because we said we would and we need to, we'll play, but if we're going to play in this ridiculous under this ridiculous dictatorship in Qatar, we're going to do just a very mild show of solidarity. 
Um, if they then had their captains all booked, right, the World Cup would just descend into even more ridiculous situation and the reputational damage to Qatar, severe as it already is, would be even more profound. So what they've said, if we're going to be honest about, about it, the FA, is they just don't really care about LGBTQ people. Or, or, I suppose, to be fairer, that they care far more about other things. Um, because they only offered the tiniest gesture in the first place as arse covering, which they then withdrew with the smallest pushback uh, imaginable. Now, that doesn't mean, by the way, there aren't nuances to interrogate here. Um, the focus so far has been so much on the discomfort of LGBTQ fans in, say, the United Kingdom. It's about Westerners, isn't it? That's what you know, that's what's been focused on, rather than the experience of queer people in Qatar itself. Now, we know Middle Eastern countries like Qatar offer privileged treatment to Westerners. They don't treat them, obviously, like their own, certainly not like migrant workers um, in Qatar. I really do not think, despite the clear um, homophobia of the Qatari regime, that they were going to start mass discrimination against LGBTQ fans in Qatar. I don't want to erase the discomfort of LGBTQ fans here. I want to be clear about that. But far greater priority should be given to those in Qatar, including migrant workers who, statistically speaking, some, of course, will be LGBTQ, who are treated in the most appalling way possible. Now, I accept that's easier said than done, given the vast majority of people living in Qatar aren't Qatari. In terms of elevating, if you like, queer Qatari voices, that's what I would like to hear from now. But given the vast majority of people in Qatar aren't actually deemed to be Qatari by the regime itself, and I'm not actually aware of a representative Qatari LGBTQ organisation, I accept that's tricky. But nonetheless, that's where our focus, I think, should be. Not least what will happen when the eyes of the world are no longer on Qatar after, of course, the tournament is done and dusted. Now, it's easier to grandstand about human rights abuses in other countries in this case, the treatment of LGBTQ people. Now, of course, I'm not going to compare the treatment of LGBTQ people in Britain, where homosexuality was partly decriminalised um, in the 1960s and in Scotland in 1980. Um, obviously, there is a big difference there. But the idea that we can just happily grandstand on LGBTQ issues is, I think, flawed. The fact that there is no England player, there's no Premier League player who's out. We've had one, finally, professional football player come out in Blackpool. Um, first, it's Justin Fashnew, who tragically, his life ended in suicide. Um, you know, that itself speaks volumes. It's, it's, it's reflective of a society which has still not accepted the full, uh, you know, the existence of LGBTQ people. And indeed, you know, there is a anti-LGBTQ backlash, which I'm afraid to say is gathering pace across the western world in in britain homophobic hate crimes have trebled uh, transphobic hate crimes in one year went up by 56 percent over the last few years before that by fourfold um and you know the anti-trans moral panic is itself bad enough on its own terms it affects trans people of course above all else but it also is ricocheting and affecting lgbtq people more broadly we can see, um, we've seen obviously the horror of Colorado Springs. We don't know the motive yet, but we do know that a queer club was targeted, that at least five people were murdered 
including one trans man who was a barman uh, there. And we do know in Colorado, there is a rising anti-LGBTQ backlash, which is gathering place, as there is across the United States of America, in which over 200 anti-LGBTQ laws have been proposed um, in recent times. Um, So I think we do have to, you know, in Italy, a homophobic government has come to power. You know, we do need to reflect on the fact that the position of LGBTQ people in many Western countries is deteriorating. That doesn't mean we don't talk about, of course, places where things are far worse. But, you know, that failure of England to do this simple gesture, I think, is indicative of a wider problem that isn't just about Qatar. The other point is, you know, we shouldn't have to wait until a sporting event to, to highlight the human rights abuses of Western client states. Look at Saudi Arabia. No sporting event there, but our government arms and backs them to the teeth while they oppress women in the most horrific way. They, they behead gay people, they behead dissidents, they remove all democratic rights, and they're carpet bombing Yemen with our bombs. Um, you know, it is worth interrogating the fact that Sporting events are held in places like Britain, which are up to their neck in bloody wars like the Iraq War, which killed hundreds of thousands of people. But look, if a World Cup is going to be held in a state which strips most of its population of rights, as well as minorities like LGBTQ people, a basic protest. Was it really too much to ask for? Well, the answer, I'm sorry to say, is yes, it was too much to ask for. And that's why this farce of a World Cup just keeps plunging into an ever greater travesty. What we should focus on is the fact that in many states, backed and defended by the West, with our complicity, sporting event or not, these horrors take place. And they, those who suffer the consequences deserve our solidarity. Please like, subscribe. I'll see you next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.